Hi, it's Roger Sipkins, and welcome to Winning Strategies. Today, we're going to be talking about creating organic growth through non-optional behaviors. Think of that term, non-optional behaviors. Well, are you an effective leader? I guess the best way to check that is turn around and see if everyone or anyone is following you. If no one's there, the answer is you're not an effective leader. If only half the team is there, maybe we're not as effective as we should be. Now, not surprisingly, the best leaders in our CEO programs are the ones who achieve great results. Gee, what a surprise. They're the ones who identify the behaviors and strategies that become non-optional within their agency. Further, they demand accountability, a culture of accountability. They agree what they're going to do, and then they hold themselves and their team members accountable. That's a leader. Having said that, I believe it's time that agency owners and producers, by the way, make true organic growth a non-optional result they're looking for. The reality is that the average agency is only achieving around 4 to 4.5% 4 organic growth now. I hope you, as one of our listeners and your agency overall, find that statistic unacceptable. Because personally, I think, in fact, I know it's way too low. However, it's understandable for several reasons. Let's review some of them. First of all, too often, agencies are focused on insurance products, and those products have become a commodity. Well, as we're all aware, your direct writing competition spends billions of dollars a year educating, I think I'll put that in quote, educating and sometimes misleading in my opinion, consumers that insurance is all about price. Their whole thing is click here or call for a free quote. Those are invitations which only reinforce the idea that the only thing you have to worry about is calling up and getting a free quote because we can save you money. It really bothers me when I see this on an independent insurance agency's website because it encourages the mentality that price is what it's all about. It's above all else. Call here. We can save you money. Click here. I think it has a really negative impact on organic growth rates. Another reason is a total lack of accountability. There's no culture of accountability. And unfortunately, this is true in about 95% of agencies out there. We all know that actions speak louder than words. But unless your team members are held accountable, they probably won't produce at a level that results in really healthy and very profitable organic growth. You know, many people think they really don't have to do much of what I say in these podcasts, and they're still going to make pretty darn good money. Well, compared to most people, you are, but you're really not likely to grow very well. You just can't sit there waiting for something to happen. The best agency owners realize that they've invested a tremendous amount of time, energy, and money to build their business. For most, it's the largest personal or one of the largest personal assets they have. They've committed to making it grow. So let's talk about growing organically and the impact it can have on your agency. In one of our previous podcasts, I challenged my readers to stop losing millions. And it was certainly one of the ones that got the greatest response. At that time, I mentioned that for every $125,000 of unrealized profit in your agency, you were losing a million dollars of value. Now, that unrealized profit could happen by not growing enough, spending more money than we could or should, or a combination, okay? So the $125,000 turning into a million is based upon an EBITDA multiple of eight times, which is pretty much where the market is today. Now, when you add on the earnouts that happening over three years, that $125,000 winds up being almost $1.4 million of value. 
Now, assuming that you're doing a great job of managing your financial model, and by the way, you have one, right? And your expenses are under control, then you have to generate greater profits by growing your top line revenues. Pretty simple, right? Well, apparently not based upon what we're seeing. Again, right now, around four to four and a half percent growth rate. That's why I've come up with a list of the non-optional behaviors that will help your agency grow organically. Now, much of what I'm about to say, you've heard before. But there's a big difference between hearing and doing. So if as you listen to this, you catch yourself thinking, I know, I know, I know, but you aren't actually doing these things, I urge you to keep listening and maybe listen to it several times. Remember, repetition is the mother of skill. So what are some of the non-optional behaviors that spur true organic growth in an agency? Well, I believe if you have the following things in place, you can expect to see robust organic growth. Again, well above that 4 to 4.5% most agencies are experiencing. If you do, you will. If you don't, you won't. It's really that simple. So the first one, and one you've heard me talk about previously, is to have a chief revenue officer, that CRO, that sales manager, that offensive coordinator, whatever you want to call them, but the person who is in charge of putting points on the board, who's driving that sales process and those skills, processes, and attitudes that have to be in place. Speaking of sales process, establishing and implementing a true sales process helps erase that you insurance people are all the same mindset. Does your agency have an actual sales process that differentiates you? If when your producers are out there talking to prospects, they do not elicit a wow reaction from them, the answer is you're not different. You're still guilty of practice quoting and unpaid consulting. You're still like everybody else. Well, what about your overall selling system itself? What would you and your producer say are the three P's of your selling system? What's the purpose? What's the process? And what's the payoff? How clearly does your selling system explain these things to the prospect, the business owner or personal lines customer? Do you define the process for them? This would include sharing with them exactly what you're going to do. I would say something like this to them. We will conduct an initial discovery session and an upfront risk survey, after which we'll make specific coverage recommendations for you. Now, the payoff, this is what you'll be telling the prospect, the future ideal client, the payoff is that they're going to receive the proper coverages at a competitive price, not necessarily the lowest, but a competitive price. What about pipeline management, which I talk about all the time? Our goal, as you probably know, is for all producers to have more opportunities than time, which is why every producer should have at least a top 20 prospect list. And by the way, we don't even want to call them prospects or suspects anymore. We want to start identifying them as future ideal clients. What about your agency overall? If you don't have a top 100 future ideal client list for the total agency, in my opinion, you're not a true sales organization. In fact, at the largest growth-focused sales organizations, the individual salespeople not only know their company's top 100, they are expected to give detailed daily updates on their personal top five. It's a non-option that the top 100 future ideal clients are discussed every week at every sales meeting. Now, keep in mind, This doesn't apply just to large organizations. It applies to any agency that wants to grow. Whether you have two producers or a hundred, you have to think big to get big. 
An absolute non-optional in my playbook, sales skills practice. Skills must be practiced until they're mastered. In sales, these skills will include asking for referrals, overcoming objections, asking questions, and so much more as we've discussed before. If your producers are not mastering their selling skills, why not? By the way, when's your next practice session? What about presentation rehearsals? To demonstrate how you are different from other agents and agencies, it's critical that you practice before you give the executive briefing, the initial meeting with the prospect, or the presentation of solutions and best options. Every presentation should be thoroughly rehearsed until it is conversational and comfortable. And I have to stress that. The best presentations are conversations. So conversational and comfortable. Otherwise, your lack of preparation will be obvious when you just show up, throw up, and blow up. What about referrals? Well, certainly not a new topic, something we've discussed repeatedly. I assume that your producers and client-facing service people know that referrals are non-optional. But do they really ask for them? We talked about practicing. Do they practice asking for referrals? How do they sound? Well, if you're not sure... Walk out to any one of your producers or client-facing service people and just say to them, hey, ask me for a referral and see what they say. How do they sound? Probably not great. By the way, because you've invested time in this podcast, if you'd like to get some information from us about the best ways to ask for a referral, just send me a personal email, roger at sitkins.com, and just say best way to ask for a referral and my team will send it to you. Truly a non-optional No new part-time clients. It's really order-taking. We know that part-time clients have a tremendous negative effect on organic growth. Why? It's just too easy for them to leave. Therefore, it's not an option to add even one more part-time client unless you have a promise to get rest of the account. One of my favorite non-optionals, something that the absolute majority of people forget to do, they don't want to differentiate, upfront risk survey. You must ensure that every new client, yes, everyone, receives an upfront risk survey. I believe you owe it to them. If you want to stay in the commodity business and not grow, then I guess you don't have to do one. But if you want to differentiate, it's all about that client experience and what you do for them that's different than everyone else. Tied to this is an annual review. Every customer must receive some form of an annual review, a conversation with them. And this should address the status of the account, its limits, the coverages, and any agency recommendations. Next non-optional, producer's perfect schedule. See, the number one thing that we do with producers when we start working with them is we help them buy their time back. We help them get control of time, their only diminishing asset. The producer's perfect schedule allows the producers to invest 80% of their time, energy, and effort in the sales-related activities. The agencies and producers that commit to this concept typically see very strong organic growth rates, primarily because we've taken producers from being part-time producers to full-time producers. Networking is non-optional. Every producer must or certainly should attend at least one networking event per week. Afterwards, they should be prepared to discuss with you who they met at the event and how they're going to follow up with them. Next, not optional, something that you've heard me talk about before. We've got to pivot 
from transactions to relationships. In order to grow organically, the agency has got to get away from a total focus on just processing transactions and to a focus on dealing with, managing, and helping relationships. If you're in the business of processing transactions all day, you're destined to be replaced by technology. However, if you pivot from taking orders to cultivating relationships, you're going to grow your business. Our next non-optional, formal exit barriers. I believe you should have formal exit barriers in place that drive your effective retention to 100%. Now, what does that mean? Well, effective retention means of all of the customers you wanted to retain that you could have retained, what percentage you retain? And I guess I'm okay if you get it at 98%. Now, the exit barriers we believe in, again, it makes it tough for people to leave. The exit barriers are having full-time clients only, which we've just talked about, managing relationships, which we've just talked about, having a continuation process, not a renewal process, but a continuation process. You've heard me talk before about the fact that the renewal should be a non-event. We do not renew accounts. We continue relationships. And finally, getting yourself positioned as a member of the client's trusted advisor team. Well, what's the bottom line to all of this? Well, you probably won't implement all of the non-optionals I've outlined. However, if you as an owner leader are not doing most of them, you aren't really leading and you really can't expect others to follow you. On the other hand, maybe your salespeople are doing exactly what you're doing. In that case, you probably need to become a better role model. Three things that I firmly believe every agency wants to do, wants to accomplish. They want to sell more. They want to retain more, and they want to earn more. Well, in order to accomplish those three, you've got to lead more. Review these non-optionals, figure out which ones apply to you, and truly make them non-optional. Talk to you again soon.